Ferrari for her birthday. And another kid just made $2 billion inventing an app that automatically delivers you more toilet paper when you run out. Meanwhile, you're stuck at home flossing your cat. And you can't help but think your life sucks even more than you thought. The feedback loop from hell has become a borderline epidemic, making many of us overly stressed, overly neurotic, and overly self-loathing. Back in Grandpa's day, he would feel like shit and think to himself, Gee whiz, I sure do feel like a cow to her today. But hey, I guess that's just life. Back to shoveling hay. But now? Now if you feel like shit for even five minutes, you're bombarded with 350 images of people totally happy and having amazing fucking lives. And it's impossible to not feel like there's something wrong with you. It's this last part that gets us into trouble. We feel bad about feeling bad. We feel guilty for feeling guilty. We get angry about getting angry. We get anxious about feeling anxious. What is wrong with me? This is why not giving a fuck is so key. This is why it's going to save the world. And it's going to save it by accepting that the world is totally fucked and that's alright. Because it's always been that way and always will be. By not giving a fuck that you feel bad, you short circuit the feedback loop from hell. You say to yourself, I feel like shit, but who gives a fuck? And then, as if sprinkled by magic, fuck-giving fairy dust, you stop hating yourself for feeling so bad. George Orwell said that to see what's in front of one's nose requires a constant struggle. Well, the solution to our stress and anxiety is right there in front of our noses. And we're too busy watching porn and advertisements for ab machines that don't work, wondering why we're not banging a hot blonde with a rocking six-pack to notice. We joke online about first-world problems, but we really have become victims of our own success. Stress-related health issues, anxiety disorders, and cases of depression have skyrocketed over the past 30 years, despite the fact that everyone has a flat-screen TV and can have their groceries delivered. Our crisis is no longer material, it's existential. It's spiritual. We have so much fucking stuff and so many opportunities that we don't even know what to give a fuck about anymore. Because there's an infinite amount of things we can see or know, there are also an infinite number of ways we can discover that we don't measure up, that we're not good enough, that things aren't as great as they could be. And this rips us apart inside. Because here's the thing that's wrong with all of the how-to-be-happy shit that's been shared 8 million times on Facebook in the past few years. Here's what nobody realizes about all of this crap. The desire for more positive experience is itself a negative experience. And paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. This is a total mindfuck, so I'll give you a minute to unpretzel your brain and maybe read that again. Wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experience is a positive experience. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer to as the backwards law. The idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become, as pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The more you desperately want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you actually make. The more you desperately want to be sexy and desired, the uglier you come to see yourself, regardless of your actual physical appearance. The more you desperately want to be happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become, regardless of those who surround you. The more you want to be spiritually enlightened, the more self-centered and shallow you become in trying to get there. 
It's like this one time I tripped on acid and it felt like the more I walked toward a house, the farther away the house got from me. And yes, I just used my LSD hallucinations to make a philosophical point about happiness. No fucks given. As the existential philosopher Albert Camus said, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't on LSD at the time, you will never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. You will never live if you are looking for the meaning of life. Or, put more simply, don't try. Now, I know what you're saying. Mark, this is making my nipples all hard, but what about the Camaro I've been saving up for? What about the beach body I've been starving myself for? After all, I paid a lot of money for that ab machine. What about the big house on the lake I've been dreaming of? If I stop giving a fuck about those things, well, then I'll never achieve anything. I don't want that to happen, do I? So glad you asked. Ever notice that sometimes when you care less about something, you do better at it? Notice how it's often the person who is the least invested in the success of something that actually ends up achieving it? Notice how sometimes when you stop giving a fuck, everything seems to fall into place? What's with that? What's interesting about the backwards law is that it's called backwards for a reason. Not giving a fuck works in reverse. If pursuing the positive is a negative, then pursuing the negative generates the positive. The pain you pursue in the gym results in better all-around health and energy. The failures in business are what lead to a better understanding of what's necessary to be successful. Being open with your insecurities paradoxically makes you more confident and charismatic around others. The pain of honest confrontation is what generates the greatest trust and respect in your relationships. Suffering through your fears and anxieties is what allows you to build courage and perseverance. Seriously, I could keep going, but you get the point. Everything worthwhile in life is won through surmounting the associated negative experience. Any attempt to escape the negative, to avoid it or quash it or silence it, only backfires. The avoidance of suffering is a form of suffering. The avoidance of struggle is a struggle. The denial of failure is a failure. Hiding what is shameful is itself a form of shame. Pain is an inextricable thread in the fabric of life, and to tear it out is not only impossible, but destructive. Attempting to tear it out unravels everything else with it. To try to avoid pain is to give too many fucks about pain. In contrast, if you're able to not give a fuck about the pain, you become unstoppable. In my life, I have given a fuck about many things. I have also not given a fuck about many things. And like the road not taken, it was the fucks not given that made all the difference. Chances are you know somebody in your life who, at one time or another, did not give a fuck and then went on to accomplish amazing feats. Perhaps there was a time in your own life when you simply did not give a fuck and excelled to some extraordinary height. For myself... Quitting my day job in finance after only six weeks to start an internet business ranks pretty high up there in my own didn't-give-a-fuck Hall of Fame. Same with deciding to sell most of my possessions and move to South America. Fucks given? None. Just went and did it. These moments of non-fuckery are the moments that most define our lives. The major switch in careers, the spontaneous choice to drop out of college and join a rock band, the decision to finally dump that deadbeat boyfriend whom you caught wearing your pantyhose a few too many times. To not give a fuck is to stare down life's most terrifying and difficult challenges and still take action. While not giving a fuck may seem simple on the surface, it's a whole new bag of burritos under the hood. 
I don't even know what that sentence means, but I don't give a fuck. The bag of burritos sounds awesome, so let's just go with it. Most of us struggle throughout our lives by giving too many fucks in situations where fucks do not deserve to be given. We give too many fucks about the rude gas station attendant who gave us our change in nickels. We give too many fucks when a show we liked was canceled on TV. We give too many fucks when our co-workers don't bother asking us about our awesome weekend. Meanwhile, our credit cards are maxed out, our dog hates us, and Junior is snorting meth in the bathroom. Yet, we're getting pissed off about nickels and everybody loves Raymond. Look, this is how it works. You're going to die one day. I know that's kind of obvious, but I just wanted to remind you in case you'd forgot. You and everyone you know are going to be dead soon. And in the short amount of time between here and there, you have a limited amount of fucks to give. Very few, in fact. And if you go around giving a fuck about everything and everyone without conscious thought or choice, well, then you're going to get fucked. There is a subtle art to not giving a fuck. And though the concept may sound ridiculous and I may sound like an asshole, what I'm talking about here is essentially learning how to focus and prioritize your thoughts effectively. How to pick and choose what matters to you and what does not matter to you based on finely honed personal values. This is incredibly difficult. It takes a lifetime of practice and discipline to achieve. And you will regularly fail. But it is perhaps the most worthy struggle one can undertake in one's life. It is perhaps the only struggle in one's life. Because when you give too many fucks, when you give a fuck about everyone and everything, you will feel that you're perpetually entitled to be comfortable and happy at all times, that everything is supposed to be just exactly the fucking way you want it to be. This is a sickness, and it will eat you alive. You will see every adversity as an injustice. A Ferrari for her birthday. And another kid just made $2 billion inventing an app that automatically delivers you more toilet paper when you run out. Meanwhile, you're stuck at home flossing your cat. And you can't help but think your life sucks even more than you thought. The feedback loop from hell has become a borderline epidemic, making many of us overly stressed, overly neurotic, and overly self-loathing. Back in Grandpa's day, he would feel like shit and think to himself, Gee whiz, I sure do feel like a cow to her today. But hey, I guess that's just life. Back to shoveling hay. But now? Now if you feel like shit for even five minutes, you're bombarded with 350 images of people totally happy and having amazing fucking lives. And it's impossible to not feel like there's something wrong with you. It's this last part that gets us into trouble. We feel bad about feeling bad. We feel guilty for feeling guilty. We get angry about getting angry. We get anxious about feeling anxious. What is wrong with me? This is why not giving a fuck is so key. This is why it's going to save the world. And it's going to save it by accepting that the world is totally fucked, and that's alright. Because it's always been that way and always will be. By not giving a fuck that you feel bad, you short-circuit the feedback loop from hell. You say to yourself, I feel like shit, but who gives a fuck? And then, as if sprinkled by magic, fuck-giving fairy dust, you stop hating yourself for feeling so bad. George Orwell said that to see what's in front of one's nose requires a constant struggle. Well, the solution to our stress and anxiety is right there in front of our noses. And we're too busy watching porn and advertisements for ab machines that don't work, wondering why we're not banging a hot blonde with a rocking six-pack to notice. 
We joke online about first world problems, but we really have become victims of our own success. Stress-related health issues, anxiety disorders, and cases of depression have skyrocketed over the past 30 years, despite the fact that everyone has a flat-screen TV and can have their groceries delivered. Our crisis is no longer material, it's existential. It's spiritual. We have so much fucking stuff and so many opportunities that we don't even know what to give a fuck about anymore. Because there's an infinite amount of things we can see or know, there are also an infinite number of ways we can discover that we don't measure up, that we're not good enough, that things aren't as great as they could be. And this rips us apart inside. Because here's the thing that's wrong with all of the how-to-be-happy shit that's been shared 8 million times on Facebook in the past few years. Here's what nobody realizes about all of this crap. The desire for more positive experience is itself a negative experience. And paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. This is a total mindfuck, so I'll give you a minute to unpretzel your brain and maybe read that again. Wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experience is a positive experience. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer to as the backwards law. The idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become, as pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The more you desperately want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you actually make. The more you desperately want to be sexy and desired, the uglier you come to see yourself, regardless of your actual physical appearance. The more you desperately want to be happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become, regardless of those who surround you. The more you want to be spiritually enlightened, the more self-centered and shallow you become in trying to get there. It's like this one time I tripped on acid and it felt like the more I walked toward a house, the farther away the house got from me. And yes, I just used my LSD hallucinations to make a philosophical point about happiness. No fucks given. As the existential philosopher Albert Camus said, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't on LSD at the time, you will never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. You will never live if you are looking for the meaning of life. Or, put more simply, don't try. Now, I know what you're saying. Mark, this is making my nipples all hard, but what about the Camaro I've been saving up for? What about the beach body I've been starving myself for? After all, I paid a lot of money for that ab machine. What about the big house on the lake I've been dreaming of? If I stop giving a fuck about those things, well, then I'll never achieve anything. I don't want that to happen, do I? So glad you asked. Ever notice that sometimes when you care less about something, you do better at it? Notice how it's often the person who is the least invested in the success of something that actually ends up achieving it? Notice how sometimes when you stop giving a fuck, everything seems to fall into place? What's with that? What's interesting about the backwards law is that it's called backwards for a reason. Not giving a fuck works in reverse. If pursuing the positive is a negative, then pursuing the negative generates the positive. The pain you pursue in the gym results in better all-around health and energy. The failures in business are what lead to a better understanding of what's necessary to be successful. Being open with your insecurities paradoxically makes you more confident and charismatic around others. The pain of honest confrontation is what generates the greatest trust and respect in your relationships. 
Suffering through your fears and anxieties is what allows you to build courage and perseverance. Seriously, I could keep going, but you get the point. Everything worthwhile in life is won through surmounting the associated negative experience. Any attempt to escape the negative, to avoid it or quash it or silence it, only backfires. The avoidance of suffering is a form of suffering. The avoidance of struggle is a struggle. The denial of failure is a failure. Hiding what is shameful is itself a form of shame. Pain is an inextricable thread in the fabric of life, and to tear it out is not only impossible, but destructive. Attempting to tear it out unravels everything else with it. To try to avoid pain is to give too many fucks about pain. In contrast, if you're able to not give a fuck about the pain, you become unstoppable. In my life, I have given a fuck about many things. I have also not given a fuck about many things. And like the road not taken, it was the fucks not given that made all the difference. Chances are you know somebody in your life who, at one time or another, did not give a fuck and then went on to accomplish amazing feats. Perhaps there was a time in your own life when you simply did not give a fuck and excelled to some extraordinary height. For myself, quitting my day job in finance after only six weeks to start an internet business ranks pretty high up there in my own didn't-give-a-fuck Hall of Fame. Same with deciding to sell most of my possessions and move to South America. Fucks given? None. Just went and did it. These moments of non-fuckery are the moments that most define our lives. The major switch in careers, the spontaneous choice to drop out of college and join a rock band, the decision to finally dump that deadbeat boyfriend whom you caught wearing your pantyhose a few too many times. To not give a fuck is to stare down life's most terrifying and difficult challenges and still take action. While not giving a fuck may seem simple on the surface, it's a whole new bag of burritos under the hood. I don't even know what that sentence means, but I don't give a fuck. The bag of burritos sounds awesome, so let's just go with it. Most of us struggle throughout our lives by giving too many fucks in situations where fucks do not deserve to be given. We give too many fucks about the rude gas station attendant who gave us our change in nickels. We give too many fucks when a show we liked was canceled on TV. We give too many fucks when our co-workers don't bother asking us about our awesome weekend. Meanwhile, our credit cards are maxed out, our dog hates us, and Junior is snorting meth in the bathroom. Yet, we're getting pissed off about Nichols and everybody loves Raymond. Look, this is how it works. You're going to die one day. I know that's kind of obvious, but I just wanted to remind you in case you'd forgot. You and everyone you know are going to be dead soon. And in the short amount of time between here and there, you have a limited amount of fucks to give. Very few, in fact. And if you go around giving a fuck about everything and everyone without conscious thought or choice, well, then you're going to get fucked. There is a subtle art to not giving a fuck. And though the concept may sound ridiculous and I may sound like an asshole, what I'm talking about here is essentially learning how to focus and prioritize your thoughts effectively, how to pick and choose what matters to you and what does not matter to you based on finely honed personal values. This is incredibly difficult. It takes a lifetime of practice and discipline to achieve, and you will regularly fail. But it is perhaps the most worthy struggle one can undertake in one's life. It is perhaps the only struggle in one's life. Because when you give too many fucks, when you give a fuck about everyone and everything, you will feel that you're perpetually entitled to be comfortable and happy at all times, that everything is supposed to be just 
exactly the fucking way you want it to be. This is a sickness, and it will eat you alive. You will see every adversity as an injustice.